I'm gonna tell everyone how to be 40. I'm 43 years old. And uh, it's interesting. Before I started doing comedy, I, I hang out. Well, not hang out. I don't really have friends. I have clients. I don't know. It seems like once you start being uh, like a, you know, once you have a client-based business, I'll work six to eight hours a day. No, I don't work that much. I work four to six hours a day. <laughs> so I'll have four to six separate conversations a day. Um, and then when I'm done working, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Like, no, get away from me. So kind of all my friends have gone by the wayside, mostly because, you know, I, I come home. I don't, I don't want to, I gotta be alone. I'm an introvert. I need some recharge time. Um, so how did I get talking about this? How to be 40? All right. So most of my clients tend to be a little older because my specialty is, you know, putting people back together and older people tend to have more money and can afford me. But since I started comedy, uh, I've been hanging out with more kids, more younger kids in their twenties and thirties. And I can just see how they're totally fucking it up in their lives already in their twenties and thirties. So, uh, if I post a podcast, I might post this one. Because if anyone listens to this, like, it'll be, you know, the local DC comedy kids, whoever follows me on Instagram, you know, I'll just post whatever on Instagram and say, hey, here's my podcast, how to be 40. And then I can just exert, not exert, extol, not extol, impart life lessons uh, on how to... How to set yourself up in your 20s and 30s to have an awesome fucking time in your 40s. That's really what this is. Because most of these kids, I just see, they're fucking, they're clueless. They have no, they're just wandering around aimlessly. You're fucking 28 years old, don't, still don't know what you want to do in life. <laughs> don't know how to fucking dress yourself. Everyone dresses like they're 14. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. What are you, sneakers? What are you, 12? Are you playing basketball right now? No. Put some leather on your feet. So this is what this episode is going to be about. And we'll see how much advice I actually have to give. I probably don't have much. But if you take one or two things away from it, you'll be better off once you hit 40. First thing you have to do, if you want to have any kind of good time in your 40s, and I'll say I'm three years into my 40s, it's probably the coolest time, you know, like 20s were okay. Actually, 20s were pretty good. My 30s started out great, and then it went downhill really fast and didn't really start picking up again until I hit 40. And now I'm having a great time in my 40s. And there are rules, you know. Once you get to your 40s, there are certain things you need to already have in place in order to enjoy your 40s. And really... I'm kind of looking forward to my 50s. Like, I'm not in a rush to get there, but I'm not really dreading it either. 50s are going to be pretty awesome too. 60s maybe, I don't know. That's when you start getting old, but we'll see what medical advancements have by that time. Maybe I'll still be pretty. 
Um, but first thing you really got to do in your 20s, in your early 20s, start working out. Start working out. You little 20-something, 30-something that I'm doing open mics with, most of you are some soft little fuckers. <laughs> I don't know. And it's only going to get worse. You're not doing shit about it. It's only going to get worse. Um, got kids in their 30s talking about being old. I hear this all the time. In their 30s or approaching their 30s talking about feeling old because your joints hurt, like you have back pain. You should have started working out 10 years ago. It's uh, You need to start working out by 30, before 30. After 30... It's kind of too late. It's not too, too late. You know, it's always best just to start. But I mean, if you're 22, 23, definitely start now. Like you can, you can shrug off all the bullshit you've done to yourself. Probably if you start working out before 30, after 30, some of that's going to, some of that's going to follow you around, but some of it's going to stay with you. Forever. But definitely start fucking working out. It's not that hard. Um, oh, I don't have time. You know, it's, it's my schedule. You have to make time. One of the best quotes I've heard. It, this is a movie. This is a dumb movie quote from The Matrix 2. <laughs> this is, I don't normally quote movies because, you know. Movie writers are hack-ass motherfuckers, but it's a great quote. And it's probably not even... They probably stole it from somewhere else. But I remember specifically uh, The Matrix 2, which is probably an old movie at this point. Um, the Merovingian, who's probably my favorite character in that movie. The French dude. The French computer virus algorithm, whatever he's supposed to be. Uh, he's got a great quote where he says... Of course, we cannot have time if we do not make time. You have to make the time. Get a schedule. Make the time. I do that for everything. I do that for this fucking podcast. I didn't have time. I had to make the time. And you might have to give something up. You might have to give up some money. You might have to give up a relationship. (laughs) You, You might have to give up something like dear to you but you'll get over it and you'll thank me when you're 40 if you've been if you've been working out consistently for 15 years so you start when you're 25 yeah you're gonna be hitting your 40s at a nice pace of course you have to learn how to work out i understand it's not easy you don't just start working out well people do they just start working out but you don't know what the fuck you're doing and then you're not going to be into it, and then you're going to quit in a couple of weeks or a couple of months because you don't understand how to do it. And it's funny because we think it's a matter of willpower. Uh, and maybe it is to a certain extent. Um, but working out, like exercise is a skill, like a real skill that nobody really appreciates and I never appreciated until maybe 10 years ago. I would just work out mostly for vanity reasons. And then I'd kind of figured out 
you know, what to do, watch other people do this, read a little things here and there. But I still didn't really, I was just kind of like monkey see, monkey do. And it mostly worked out for me. But I definitely hurt myself a bunch of times. Or, you know, if or if I did injure myself, I didn't, I didn't know how to work around it. I didn't know how to, you know, like adjust the workout, you know, to one, stop hurting myself and to be able to continue to work out while I healed from an injury. Um, like working out is a real skill and it's not really, it, it's just given as, you know, like you're either motivated to do it or you're not, which is not really true. I'd, I've been working out for since I was probably consistently since I was 16. Um, and I never liked it. <laughs> I'm never motivated to do it. Mostly it was vanity, mostly because I was a fat kid in high school. And I'm like, I'm going to want to get laid someday. I should like lose some weight. And I did. I just started running. Um, and I lost 80 pounds in a year. Um, and then I gained a little, lost a little. I had once until I really learned how to eat properly. Uh, I did have, you know, it was a struggle to maintain the weight. I never really got super, super fat again, but there were definitely times, you know, I'd get a little pudgy and then I'd have to really buckle down, but that's cause I didn't know how insidious sugar was. That was when I still thought orange juice was good for you. Um, so start working out. You're going to, and it's not, here's the real thing, um, that nobody really tells you because mostly when someone tells you to work out, they're trying to sell you something because the fitness industry is old school, wild, wild west, snake oil salesmen. It's not regulated. Anyone can make any claim they want to sell you. It's completely driven by laissez-faire capitalism. Um, there's lots of buzzwords. There's lots of different brands, different workouts. None of them are necessarily better than the other. All of them are good. All of them are bad simultaneously. Some workouts are good for some things, bad for others. It's just pick something that is mildly interesting to you and just do it for a while. If you don't like it, you can try something else. The important thing is you just have to make it want a habit it has to be like brushing your teeth right now I don't even really think about working out I just do it it's like brushing my teeth um me sitting down to write um either to write comedy or you know you know back when I was in grad school writing short stories like me sitting down to write that was difficult the way most people find it difficult to work out um, even now me sitting down to like try to hammer out a new, a new bit for comedy. I struggle like most people struggle to go to the gym. I just go to the gym like just brushing my teeth. I don't particularly enjoy it. I just know I have to do it. But because I know what the benefits are and I'm completely enjoying my forties. And most of that is probably because I'm fit, you know? I definitely have some aches and pains, but I know how to handle those and um, they don't really prevent me from doing anything. Uh, yeah, start working out. <laughs> if you're 39, it's probably too late. Just 
buy a gun, shoot yourself probably. <laughs> it's, it's over for you. Or not. You can always start working out. But really, I'm kind of talking to the kids in their 20s, maybe early 30s. Like, get on it. I know you're busy. Everyone's busy. Structure your life so you have the time. And you're going to have to give up something you like doing. You might have to give up video games. I know it sucks. I love video games. 43. Love video games. Well, I don't love all. I love a few video games. I don't love most of them suck. Video games are like movies or TV. Most of it's bullshit. But a few are fucking Shakespeare. But yeah, I I play a fair amount of video games, you know, hours every week. But sometimes I got to give that up. Um, But that's the easy stuff to give up. The hard stuff to give up is, you know, if you're working 10 hours a day, then you got to like find the time and the energy to work out. I know it's hard. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Just work yourself into the ground thinking one day, one day I'm going to be the type of person who works out. It's never going to happen. You have to... You're never going to end up being that kind of person. You have to create that person, which is the whole thing I found amusing about identity politics, where somehow my identity is based on the circumstances of my birth, which is like a new thing. I don't know. We used to call it personality. (laughs) when I was younger you either have a personality an identity is not a personality and I'm not who I'm not the person now who I was somehow born to be Um, I created the person I am now like I said at some point in my 40s I want to be this person and I took the steps early on to do what was necessary to become that person if that makes sense. Anyway, I'm not really getting into a political thing. Just illustrating the difference. You're not going to... Oh, that's what I was getting to. Um, you're not... What nobody tells you in the whole fitness thing, because they're too busy just trying to sell you shit, nobody cares if you actually get fit or not. They're just trying to make money off of you. Um, what no one tells you is that you are not once if you're an out of shape person once you become an in shape fit person you are not the same per you are a completely different person so what most people don't understand is it's not you but you look better you're not you anymore and uh i found when i actually did personal training i would get someone kind of start to get in shape they'd lose and I noticed this more with the women was interesting. They were kind of kind of pudgy, kind of mousy. And then I get them to eat a little bit better and they're working out more consistently. And then they start to lose 20 or 30 pounds. And then they start to look different. And people start to treat them different. And they get a little more attention from men, say. And then they freak out start binging on a bunch of donuts and gain the weight back because psychologically they're not ready to be that new person yet. And I went that I went through that when I lost 80 pounds. I was fat kid. I was mildly I wouldn't say I was popular. 
I was like on the fringes of the popular kids in high school, but I wasn't one of the popular kids. I would just kind of insinuate myself. Mostly I moved around a lot, so I was never really, I went to like five different high schools. I didn't have, um, I wasn't around long enough to be part of a clique, but I was pretty good at just insinuating myself in and not being a weird freak about it. Um, so I was tolerated and occasionally I was, I was liked, (laughs) but what I noticed was like, you know, no women, no girls were interested in me in high school. I was a fucking fat kid, but I was mildly funny. Um, and I didn't talk a whole lot. So what happens when you don't talk a whole lot? people open up and just start talking to you. So I would become, you know, I had like, I was the, the funny fat friend for a lot of the hot girls in in the high schools. Um, and I didn't want that. I wanted to get that pussy. I don't want to be your fucking friend. I'm, I'm only sitting here talking to you or listening to your bullshit it was, you know, this is stereotypical girls would come to me and complain about their dumb boyfriends. And I'm like, I got, I got a penis. I could be your boyfriend. I can be your fat boyfriend. Um, so what I noticed was once I lost weight and then girls slash women did start becoming interested in me, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know how to handle that. It took me a few years, you know, to actually pursue someone I was interested in. I had no idea how to do that. That wasn't even, that wasn't even a thought I could contemplate was like, I'm going to go and like express an interest romantically and sexually in someone else. Like, like, I don't, who, no one taught me. How do you learn how to do that? No one taught me how to do that. So usually like my first few sexual experiences for a couple of years were, you know, women aggressively pursuing me. And I just kind of would like, succumb <laughs> just like oh, okay I guess this is happening um sometimes it was good sometimes it was not so good <laughs> but yeah no one told me that you know I'm gonna lose last a little over 80 pounds I'm gonna be a completely new person I'm not gonna be that same person I used to be mentally I still kind of thought of myself as the fat kid I lost a bun uh, I lost that weight when I was about 17 And then I didn't really start getting confidence, you know, just like physical confidence until I was maybe 21. It was a, it was a decent amount of time. Um, Because my brain had to catch up to where my body was. And no one really, I've never really read or heard that anywhere. It's just, you know, buy chia seeds, you know. By this, by that. It's all just driven by capitalism. Uh, interesting facts. The Western world, Europe, Australia, United States, Canada, spends more money on weight loss and diet products than the entire world spends on food combines. And that is a triumph of capitalism. They sell us the food to make us fat and sick. And then they sell us the uh, the snake oil cure that's going to cure us of all the shit they just sold us. <laughs> it's like capitalism wins twice. It's pretty great. 
And I'm not really an anti-capitalist, but it's, you know, better than any other system we've tried. But there are pitfalls that you have to be careful of. Uh, and one is the workout. Are you going to, you know, if you're going to do orange theory, fine, whatever. If you want to do a class, a lot of times it's easier just to commit to doing a class and then you don't have to, like, learn how to work out. But, you know, they're usually cookie-cutter workouts and they may not be great for you. You may need a little more personal attention. And most people can't afford a personal trainer. And, newsflash, most personal trainers fucking suck. (laughs) They don't know what the fuck they're doing. You have no idea what they're doing. Like, I wouldn't... I was personal trainer for a while I wouldn't recommend anyone actually go to a personal trainer because most of them are dog shit and really have no idea what they're talking about they just they read and believe the same nonsense everybody else does um that was the hardest part my first year of being a personal trainer is like really trying to find out what was legit and what was snake oil um and it took it took a year or two before I could kind of figure before I found the few things that seemed legit. Most of it was, you know, swing some kettlebells. It's great. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm doing kettlebells now. You know, I don't know why this is supposed to be better than regular weights, but or let's do the TRX. It's great. Navy SEALs came out. That's the best thing when they say fucking <laughs> a Navy SEAL invented it. Navy SEALs are fucking monkeys. They don't, they don't know anything about exercise. It's like... It's like, or you know a personal trainer's bullshit when in their references they'll have like college or professional athletes. Like those are the easiest people. to. They're an athlete. They're the easiest people to train. You do anything with like a legit athlete, they're going to excel at it because that they're just built for it. The really great trainers work with little old ladies who can't even get up and down off the floor. That's the that's the hard shit. How am I going to how am I going to put this old lady back together so she can just get down on the floor and play with her grandkids? That's that's the real shit. Fucking athletes are easy. You can do anything with an athlete. Um So yeah, so I wouldn't recommend anybody. I mean, it's well, It'd be great if you could get one and could afford it and find a good one. But I I don't even know how you find a good personal trainer. I know, personally, I know maybe three in D.C. who I would, like, actually recommend. I know a lot more who I'd say, yeah, you can work with them. They're okay. They probably won't break you. But, like, actual skilled trainers who know what the hell they're doing, maybe three. Um, which is not good odds. So a lot of it's just self-study. You just kind of got to um, do what I did. But, you know, it's it's an investment in yourself. And I don't know why I'm going on and on about working out. Just work the fuck out. I know it's hard, but if you want to enjoy your 40s, you want to be reasonably fit and in shape. Otherwise, you're just going to be a mess. That's one. Two... Don't get married. (laughs) Don't get married. Don't get married. Don't have kids. Otherwise, you're just a dad. You're just a lame, lame lame-ass dad. (laughs) You're a lame-ass dad. You're going to be fat. 
what in your 40s you can't enjoy your 40s because now you have you know you have got to take care of the kid you can you can have either one you can here's the thing so there's four things you got to work out don't be married don't have kids don't have any debt by the time you're 40 i failed on the debt part i still got some student loans so you can have 3 out of the 4 if you want to really have a great time in your 40s there's four things you have to have. You can only have three and still have a great time. So you could have a kid. You can be a single dad. That's kind of cool. Or you can be married with no kids. That's kind of cool. But you can't, definitely can't be out of shape, be married, have kids, and debt. Then you're going to be miserable. And most of you guys are setting yourself up to be fucking miserable. Um, also do something, especially if you're still in your twenties. And I mean, do something, I mean, stop doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing now, go somewhere, move somewhere and do something like have a life, have some life experience. It kind of, I don't really, I had this when I was in grad school for writing where a lot of these kids were 22 I want to be a writer I'm in grad school to be a writer like who the fuck wants to read what you've written you've never done anything you did high school college now you're in grad school you have you know you're a good writer you have a talent for writing but who gives a shit you haven't done anything you're not interesting you can't write an interesting story if you haven't had an interesting life you can't write an inter- interesting story if you don't have an interesting imagination. And you don't get an interesting imagination from having a boring life. You got to go out and do something. Go out and join the military like I did. But you don't have to do that. <laughs> but I understand not everybody likes that. You don't have to do that. Join the Peace Corps. Peace Corps is cool. Go dig some wells in Rwanda. That's a, that's a life experience. Join the Merchant Marine. Just sail around on a cargo ship for a couple years. You'll get some cool stories out of that. Survive some storms. Go to some whorehouses in Thailand. That sounds fun. But have these mics, have these open mics I go to. I got these, there's like 26, 27 year old kids living in their parents' basement in Manassas. And the highlight of their week is driving into the city to do a Monday night sign up, sign up on site open mic. Like, what are you doing? We're like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to pursue my comedy career in Manassas, Virginia. <laughs> like, stop. Don't stop doing comedy. I mean, well, generally they're not that great, but keep doing comedy if you like doing it. You can do it anywhere now. They got open mics everywhere. Leave. Join the fucking Marines or something. Go have some life experience. You've been living in your parents' basement your whole life. Quit your fucking assistant manager job at Best Buy and go do something. The easiest way to go do something is just to sign up for some sort of military or kind of quasi-military thing. You know, it doesn't have to be the military. I understand. Not everyone's. Well, really, anyone can join. The military is not hard. There's lots of cush jobs in the military, and you'll still have some cool experiences, probably. 
And really, a lot of the experiences you'll get is not from the cool, fun stuff. It's from the misery. It's from the boredom. I mean, I spent probably collectively four years in the Middle East. Most of that shit was boring as hell. I mean, that's a big reason why I got out eventually. It's just, you know, it's kind of like Disneyland. Or not Disneyland. Any amusement park with roller coasters. I don't think Disneyland is roller coasters, you know. It's like you go to Six Flags. You got to stand in line for three hours to ride on the roller coaster for five minutes. So that's kind of what the military's like, you know. You get five minutes of fun and months of drudgery and boredom and <laughs> disgusting smells. But, you know, a lot of that is the shared misery, the camaraderie you get of the shared misery and the ridiculous maybe criminal antics you get up to just to relieve the boredom. Like there were times you're just sitting there bored. You can't, you're praying somebody would shoot at you. You're so bored. You're please, somebody just shoot at me to like give me something interesting this day. Have those experiences or something. Um, but there are, you know, there are plenty of civilian jobs like that. Go, I don't know, go to Alaska and work in a cannery. Go work with, like, drug addicts. Go work at a... Well, a lot of you probably do, so I'll give you credit for that. If you work in a restaurant, especially in a shitty chain restaurant, you work at a TGI Friday. I worked at a TGI Fridays for a year. The fucking managers are doing cocaine in the office. Everyone working the, the line in the kitchen is on parole. <laughs> fucking all the, other, all the other servers with me are either, like, single moms... Like, kind of badass single moms. I like the... This is probably 10 years... No, this is longer than 10 years ago now. But, I don't know, I was thinking this recently. Like, the whole idea of, uh, like, the Women's March and being, like, a strong, independent woman. When most of the women I see in D.C., I'm like, you're not a strong... (laughs) What are you talking about? This is an image you've created. This is a person you wish you were, but you're not a strong and independent woman. You fucking fall apart if some dude cat calls you. Like, I grew up with strong, independent women. I worked with them at TGI Fridays. Those bitches didn't take any shit from anybody. (laughs) She's a single mom. Fucking dad's in jail. She's She's got a table full of dudes, like, giving her shit. No. She's not putting up with that. She's, she doesn't have time to march. She's got to fucking, she's got to get her kid ready for school. Not that, you know, the march was great. I went to go, I went to the march. That was a good time. But, I don't know. A lot of the women in this town who are, who talk about the march a lot. And I'm like, you're not, you're not what you wish you were. And that's what this is about. I'm, I'm, this is also for women you know, because I am a feminist, I think. Not really. I don't know if a man can really call himself a feminist. It sounds weird. But I do believe women are probably cooler than men. Like, all the times I've had to work for somebody, I much prefer to work for a woman. Because, I don't know, dudes are weird. When I have, anytime I had a dude as a boss, it just gets weird. I think I intimidate them, and then it's like they have to, I don't know, they want to ask me to do something, 
but they're scared of me and it's weird. I'm like, no, anytime I work for a woman, she's like, Hey Patrick, I need you to do this. I go, cool. I'll do that. Sounds great. Um, but also I'm not just talking to the dudes. Um, I'm also talking to the ladies that I'm going on these lines, you know, going seeing at these open mics because I'm also seeing them make the same mistakes. Um, you can also be awesome and have a great time in your 40s. And it's the same rules. Start working out. Don't get married. Don't have any fucking kids. And uh, get rid of all your debt by the time you're 40. Again, I did not get rid of all my debt. But I'm still having a great time. I got three out of four. So if you can get three out of four, I don't know if you can have... I don't know if you can have an awesome time in your 40s and be out of shape. That might be, I don't know. That might be uh, crucial. I don't know if you can be out of shape and then have no, not be married, not have kids, and not have debt. Maybe. You have to have a lot of money, but even then you're going to be walking around all cranky and achy and in pain and short of breath. And I don't know, like I'm enjoying now that I have less debt, you know, I can afford to travel, you know, once or twice a year. I'm enjoying, you know, going to Vietnam and hiking up the, the terraced rice fields in the mountains. Um, I'm not wheezing up and down the mountain, you know, I can climb the glacier in Iceland and perfectly fine I can I'm mean, definitely and you don't have to be super in shape I'm kind of super in shape just in shape enough to participate just to be able to do things um yeah anyway what was I talking about women uh yeah I'm definitely talking to the women too um probably more so than the men because fuck the men I don't give <laughs> I don't give a fuck about these these dudes with their video game t-shirts and uh oh yeah that was fun. I did a uh I did a sh- a little mic showcase Wednesday uh has a gimmick. A lot of them have gimmicks now. I guess that's kind of what you got to do to get people in the door. But it's kind of half a roast, so um you do your set and then all the comics in the back you know, have to write little roast jokes on index cards about you. And then one of the roast jokes for me was uh, something like, please, God, untuck your shirt. Because, you know, I tuck my shirt in. Not a t-shirt. I'm not walking around with a tucked in t-shirt. I wear a button-down shirt with jeans. I tuck it in. Mostly to distinguish myself a little bit, at least a little bit from all the other piece of shit white dudes who are also on the lineup because there's too many white dudes definitely uh and i gotta stand out a little bit from them so i'm a little more memorable in case you get like four white dudes in a row they all start to look the same i want to look a little bit different and it's not that hard because one i'm in shape two i look just a little nicer dressed just a little and nothing to, you know, it's just jeans, button-down shirt, usually roll the sleeves up a little bit so it's a little more casual. And then I tuck the shirt in because I'm a grown-up. 
That's how adults dress. Whereas these kids don't get that. So one of the roast jokes was, please God, untuck your shirt. Which I thought was funny. It's not bad. Um, but that's definitely on purpose. You know, I used to be untucked. I used to be grunge, baggy clothes, untucked. And then eventually you just got to stop looking like shit. Definitely by the time you're 30, you got to stop looking like shit. Present a little bit of a neater appearance. You don't have to be, you don't need a tie. You don't have to be super preppy about it. Um, you know, I'm just wearing jeans and boots and a shirt. But tuck the shirt in. And also, women like it. I know it was a dude who wrote that. It was some 22-year-old kid on the lineup who wrote that. Because you're not confident enough. That's a big thing, too. Definitely when you're younger, there's a, you kind of want to look cool but not stand. You don't have the confidence to stand out too much. Because it takes some balls. It takes some balls to to look better than everybody else. It takes some balls to stand out. So you think you're being cool and edgy with your fucking Avengers t-shirt and like, no, you just look like a 17-year-old. And I look at you and I dismiss you with your expensive sneakers. Like you're a grown-up. What the fuck are you wearing sneakers for? It's not cool. I don't. I know that's a whole thing. The sneakers is a whole... I'm a sneakerhead. I don't know what the fuck that is. You're an idiot. Put some leather on your feet. Are you working out? No? All right. Wear shoes with leather. Takes confidence to stand. You don't stand out with your sneakers. Everybody's got sneakers. You don't stand out at all. And a lot of it's about having the confidence to stand out. Um, Especially, you know, if you're doing comedy and you have any sort of aspirations to any kind of career. It is jokes. Definitely. You definitely. The most important thing is to be funny. But there's also a whole, it's also you. You're also selling you and what makes you different from the other comics on the lineup. Uh, And especially if you're a white dude, you know, we all look the same. We all look the same. You got to be the white dude, not one of the white dudes. Um, So I don't know. You, You know, you don't have to tuck your shirt in. Mostly I tuck my shirt in because, uh, you know, to find a shirt that fits my chest size, it's got to be a little longer. So if I untuck the shirt, it's going to be like down towards my knees. Um, that too. I mean, I don't have to tuck the shirt in, but I do it because otherwise your shirt's long and then I look weird. Now I feel like I'm justifying tucking my shirt. in. <laughs> but no, that's the reason. Once, once you get, sure, dress like shit in your 20s. We all do it. But eventually you're going to get tired of it. And then, you know, if you date age appropriate women, they're not going to put up with that shit. Some will, but those women suck and you don't want to, those women are, do not value themselves enough. I see that occasionally where I'll see, you know, in her thirties, even in her forties, the woman looks nice. And they're out and she's out with her man. And the man just looks like shit. The man's like wearing shorts. Who? Oh, stop wearing shorts for fuck's sake. Nobody wants to see your legs. Stop with your cargo shorts. Shorts are like, unless you're gay, that's cool. I see the gay dudes around. They run around in shorts. That's cool. 
uh, I guess that works for you. Or if you're a like a kind of swarthy Mediterranean type, <laughs> then the shorts can work for you. Or if you're on a yacht, sure. But you're just otherwise stop wearing the fucking shorts. Nobody wants to see your legs. Cover them things up. Doesn't look good. Um, and I see that a lot. The dude looks like shit. And the woman looks good, you know, whatever her particular style is, if she's like the tattoo girl or if she's the club girl or whatever girl, whatever little genre she's put herself in, they generally don't leave the house looking like shit. And then they'll come out with a dude who looks like shit. And then I feel sorry for the woman because she doesn't value herself enough to date a dude who gives a shit about how he looks next to her. That's the thing too. Give a shit. If you like that person, don't make them leave the house with you, with you looking like shit. It makes them look bad too. Tuck your shirt in. Try it out. (laughs) Just try it out a little bit. You will get, I know it seems weird like, oh, what am I, some old dude? No, you're not. You're a grown-up. People respond to that. People like it. They go, oh, thank you. You know how many fucking dates I've been on? With a woman, like just a Tinder date? Well, not really Tinder, the Bumble date. How many dates I showed up to? And they, <laughs> and, and you know, once you feel each other out and you're getting a little, you're getting comfortable with each other and you got a nice conversation going, more than, more than six, seven times, more, maybe not a dozen, but maybe seven or eight or 10 times on these dates. And I didn't go on a whole, you know, I probably went on maybe 20 Bumble dates total. Almost half. The woman thanked me for having my shirt tucked in. Because dudes, and that's a low bar. <laughs> I do feel sorry for women on the on the dates. Uh, look, you go on a date... Tuck your shirt in. You don't have to wear a suit. You know, I just wore jeans, shirt, tuck the shirt in. It's kind of a casual date. But, and pay for the fucking drink. Even if you know, most of these women, I knew I was not going to ask them out a second time. I still paid for the drink. It's not that much. Don't be a cheap bitch. Anyway, what was you talking about? 40? Yeah, so there were four things. This was rambling. I'm about at an hour, so I guess I gotta, I'm taking the girl to sushi. I guess this was mostly work out. <laughs> mostly for vanity, but it's really going to set you up for enjoying. If you're in your 20s and your 30s, my th- I mean, the only reason my 30s were kind of a grind was the debt. You know, once I got out of grad school, I really was like, oh. So I didn't have a lot of fun in my 30s. But it didn't suck, suck. It was just more of a grind than I would have liked. And there were some definitely some 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 rough patches as far as like just the day-to-day was not that great. You know, there was a good year and a half where I was just like grinding shit just to be able to pay off, you know, the student loan debts and some other stuff. Um, starting like a new business and thing, you know, sometimes you just gotta not have any fun and bang your head against the wall. 
until uh, you start making some breakthroughs. But, you know, on the other side of that, I still worked out the whole time. I didn't have time to work out. I still worked out. I was I was driving, commuting for like four hours a day total. Still worked out. I still managed to write, you know, do the creative stuff I wanted to do. I didn't write anything good, but I still did it. Um, mostly I just gave up on all social life um, and video games for a while. So do what you got to do. Set yourself up. And it's going to be work. You got to really got to gotta make a plan to revolutionize your whole life schedule. And you're going to be a different person at the end of it. But that's okay. Because you're always going to be, you're constantly going to be becoming a new person, an evolving person. Which I think, from my experience with a lot of my clients, a lot of people are scared of that. They don't know who this new person is going to be and they're afraid what life is going to be like as this new person. And you're still you, but you're not quite you. Hopefully you're a better you. But I find a lot of people have anxiety about about that because it's an unknown. But it's going to be better. Stronger is always better. No matter how life, how bad life gets, if you're in shape, you can still have confidence in that <laughs> a few times in my life. That's all I'd, all I'd had to grasp onto. 